Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of the podcast. So last week, last episode, we did part one of what I have learned from making $350,000 in sales in my first two years of business Um, and we went over the more strategic and tactical aspects of that. And in this episode this week, we will be going around all of the energetics and the mindset aspect, because as you probably know, a successful business or successful anything really in life is at least 80% about energy and mindset and 20% about strategy. So here are some of the topics that we will cover today, just so you get a bit of a heads up. Um, First, we will be talking about six common mindset hurdles or limiting beliefs or energetic disruptions that need to be overcome in order for you to have the most growth potential in your mindset and those are obviously imposter syndrome and feeling like a fraud Uh, number two the fear of judgment and fear of visibility in general number three money blocks number four receiving blocks number five feeling overly responsible for your clients results And number six, beliefs around affordability. So beliefs that people can't afford you or that it's not okay to charge amount X, etc. We will also be talking about very um, common aspects of the mindset part of the business in many of my clients or friends or fellow entrepreneurs or audience members that are important for you to know so you don't have to worry about it if you can see those patterns in yourself and some of those will be uh, about the fear and doubt never really going away uh, which is normal and how to deal with that Uh, also about us not actually needing to be completely healed to manifest what we want because there is no such thing as healing everything that is you know (laughs) unhealed within us Uh, We will talk about balance and how you can take responsibility for your life and limiting beliefs while still taking action towards your goal. We'll be talking more about action and how it is important to get the results you want. Um, We will be talking about when the universe has a greater plan for you and things don't quite go the way you expected them to go and how to deal with that. And we will also be going over what you need and don't need when it comes to manifestation Uh, More precisely, you don't need a high vibe 24-7, but manifestation is more about lack of resistance and we will be talking about how to do that. So let's get started. First thing that you need to overcome if you want to make money in your business, because let's be honest, everyone wants to make money, right? And this is not a bad thing Um, in many spiritual, like it's a common limitation or limiting belief that money isn't spiritual but the universe would highly disagree with that because money is nothing else in a form of energy and money is abundant the only thing that keeps the money away from us is this massive 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 uh kind of like memory bank 
of limiting beliefs inside of the collective consciousness when it comes to money and programming since we were kids not only by our parents who did their best or family members but but by but also by society in general to make us feel that everything is a competition that scarcity is everywhere that it is very hard to make a lot of money it's only like for a few people who are privileged to have it or that you always have to be careful because once you have something good things never last which is not true but it's a common like you've probably heard a million times good things never last right where money doesn't grow on trees um or that you have to work hard and sacrifice a lot to be successful which for many is already a bit of a contradiction between wanting to have your own business for freedom and joy and then this huge belief societal belief that success comes at a very high cost um so i completely went on a tangent right now <laughs> i don't even know why i started this because this was not what i wanted oh that money is um the belief that money is not spiritual so of course money is a form of energy and energy is limitless so you can have all of the abundance you want and it does not go against your spiritual beliefs to have lots of money because the more money you have the more resources you have to do good in this world and with so many rich people not having you know humanity's best interest at heart we also need people just like you who are very wealthy to restore balance and do good so the first thing we are going to talk about that we want to overcome in order to make bank is imposter syndrome and feeling like a fraud. Now, imposter syndrome is one of these things that subtly creeps in at all levels of business, whether you're still trying to get your first client or whether you've already made five, already made five million. It always finds a way to come back, new level, new devil kind of thing. But fundamentally especially in the earlier stages of our business, uh, we tend to have thoughts such as I'm not qualified enough, I'm not certified enough, or there are so many peers in my industry that are so much further along than I am, so why would clients choose me? And what we need to understand is that clients don't choose you for how much knowledge and information you have, they choose you because they know, like, and trust you, which we discussed in last week's episode. Um, and they also choose you because they like you, they resonate with your personal story, with your life's journey, and they just have a vibe with you. And in a day and age of internet and free information, people do not buy information and knowledge. I want to make that very clear. Technically, all of us could learn everything we need to, to learn and heal everything we need to heal using publicly available and free knowledge and information, whether that's, you know, content on YouTube, on podcast episodes, on people's websites. There is way more than enough, way more than enough out there to actually have everything we need and more. So that brings us to the point where when we invest in a coach or in a program or in an online course, we don't do it as much for the knowledge it has within it, partly because of that, but more so because we trust that the person who created, course, created the course or program has been there, done that, that they can somehow help us, we like them, we want a similar life to them, where we feel that they can understand us at a deeper level and because they understand us, they can also help us get what we want. So let go right now of this 
feeling and chatter in your mind that you need to know more, you need to be more certified, you need, you know, to be more of an expert because that is not true. There is always someone out there and many people actually who are two steps behind you in your journey, just like you, the version of you one or two years ago was at least two steps behind the version of you today. While there are clients out there and potential clients who are at that stage in their journey where where you are right now is exactly what they need. And someone who has more knowledge, more experience, more expertise could either feel too distant to them or they might feel that that person can't really relate to them or understand them at a deep level because they are too, um, too much further ahead of them. It is a myth that you don't know enough because if that was the case, no one would ever get any clients because when we start working, we don't have knowledge and experience. It's built through working with people and throughout the years. And feeling like a fraud or feeling you're not legit or not good enough or that you're the dumbest person in the room, all of these things will have so many negative ripple effects in so many areas of your business. I already recorded an episode specifically on how imposter syndrome affects our business, so I suggest you go listen to that if that's an interesting topic for you. But it will make us procrastinate, undercharge, it will make us shy about being visible on video or even social media platforms. It makes us cringe when we talk about offers or products or services we are selling. It makes us undercharge and the list goes on and on. So imposter syndrome and feeling like a fraud is really something that you need to at least some extent get out of the way and trust that whatever you're doing is awesome. And the easiest way to get there, in addition, of course, to inner work, or hypnosis to go to the root cause of why you have imposter syndrome in the first place is really, really believe in what you do and be absolutely convinced of the relevance and the power of whatever it is you're selling. So it was very difficult for me to sell a one-month program knowing that people needed a three-month program because I didn't quite believe that it would help them the way they expected to be helped or to the extent they needed to be helped. Whereas when I came up with my three-month offer that I was absolutely in love with, it was actually much easier to sell it even though the investment point for that offer was like four times uh, more than my one-month offer. And I believe in the power of the subconscious mind so deeply at a cellular level that if you can master your mind, if you can release old trauma limiting beliefs and energetic disruptions in your body that unlimited abundance is available to you. I truly believe that no one can unconvince me of that just like no one can convince me that you don't need water to survive, right? We do need water to survive. So pick something or make sure that whatever it is you're selling, you wholeheartedly believe in it. And even if you have people who start arguing with you or disagreeing with you and trying to convince you that mindset is useless and or weight loss or whatever it is you sell is useless, you are literally unbothered. You don't even get triggered or try to defend yourself because you're so convinced that you just see that person as someone having a different opinion and feel no need to justify the relevance and validity of what it, whatever it is you're doing. That's the point, um, the extent to which you need to believe in what you do. 
Aspect number two of shit you need to overcome if you want to make money is fear of judgment and fear of visibility. We've already briefly talked about that in another episode. Is it possible to make bank and attract clients without being visible, without doing video, without doing stories, without showing your face? Yes, it is possible. Of course it is, because everything and anything is possible on this beautiful planet. Now, is it going to be the simplest and easiest way? No. So for the sake of perfect transparency, I do have a few clients who barely show their face or don't have social media and they are getting clients, right? It's working for them. They are basically doing something very right energetically and attracting clients to them, which is awesome. That are, I know, two or three clients out of hundreds I've had who managed to do that. For the rest, no visibility means no audience members getting to know you at a more intimate level, meaning no enrollments, meaning no money, which is very sad. So you need kind of to choose your battles. Either you get to a point where energetically you're so aligned that you can just manifest clients out of nowhere, which is absolutely fucking awesome. Like if that's the case, give yourself a pat on the back and go buy a chocolate chip cookie because you deserve it. Now, if you're not at that point, which many of us aren't, you need to make yourself freaking visible so people can develop that know, like, and trust factor, which is the basis of attraction marketing. When people know you, like you, and trust you, that is when they can buy from you. And to do that, the fastest way to get to Rome is to be visible to the Instagram stories. A podcast can be a very good way if you want to find like an in-between zone if you hate video podcasting can actually work well for you Uh, reels you know live streams you need to show your face and people need to get to know you better everyone I know who has grown very fast did a lot of video content Um, and to get over the fear of judgment fear of visibility well first of all once you get over imposter syndrome a lot of fear of judgment and fear of visibility will kind of alleviate itself because you no longer feel like a fraud. And very often when we are afraid of judgment or afraid of putting ourselves out there, the underlying reason is imposter syndrome because we somehow don't feel really um, legitimate or we don't feel that we are, you know, an expert or or that we have a lot to bring to the table. So once you deal with imposter syndrome, a lot of fear of judgment or fear of visibility is going to alleviate itself. Another thing that can cause fear of judgment, fear of visibility, or fear of public speaking or sharing content is, again, which we talked about, if you are in a niche that you actually don't really like. So I used to dread presentations at university. They they felt so cringy. Here I was in front of my class and my fellow group members talking about whatever topic, like international financial reporting standards or pyramids in Egypt or you know whatever venture venture capitalists and how they're going to invest in a unicorn whatever the topic might be and to be honest I just wasn't really into those topics they didn't really interest me I wasn't passionate about them I didn't particularly believe that that was the way to do things so of course when you have to present and kind of defend ideas and concepts that you actually don't believe in It's going to be very easy to fear judgment or fear visibility or fear 
putting yourself out there because we're going to be afraid that someone asks a questions we a question that we can't answer or that people are going to second guess what we are saying or that they actually know more about the topic and might point out an error whereas when you talk about something that you truly love and believe in first of all you don't really mind not knowing everything you could know so if someone points out oh Ines, well, you talked about the subconscious mind, but you didn't talk about this specific aspect of the brain, I will actually feel very comfortable saying, oh, I've actually never really researched that or learned more about that, but that's definitely a very interesting topic that I would love to learn more about in the future. Problem solved, right? But if someone asks me a question about a reporting standard or like an accounting reporting standard in Canada and I have no idea I'm going to feel extremely uncomfortable and very afraid of what people might think or say as I put myself out there so really loving what you do and being passionate about your topic is going to help with visibility and judgment now if you've already done all of this and you still fear visibility to or judgment to a greater extent and of course we could do an entire episode just on this it might be because you had extremely judgmental caregivers or parents or people around you who basically talked shit each time you put yourself out there who were always judging you and because that is so painful and because as kids the only option we have when that happens is to feel that something is wrong with us or that we are not good enough because we can't really question our parents Um, putting yourself out there has the potential to reactivate those really painful painful feelings. So that might be one of the reasons why visibility or fear of judgment kind of triggers you a lot and is making you procrastinate. If that's the case, you kind of need to use either hypnosis or EFT or NLP or journaling or whatever modality floats your boat and heal all of those events or times when people judged you or were very mean so the energetic disruptions the energetic disruptions resulting from those events are no longer in your body and no longer constantly reactivating those memories and regressing you to these memories so you actually need to get to the root cause of that and address the root cause another common root cause of fear of visibility is if you were in an abusive relationship or in an abusive, basically anything with someone else. And it can be mentally, physically, or sexually abusive, where when you put yourself out there, maybe you had an alcoholic parent who used to yell and scream a lot. So of course your subconscious mind and even your conscious mind is going to tell you where, well, we're just going to make ourselves really small. We're going to be out of the way, out of the limelight when mom or dads come dad comes back home we're just going to stay quietly in our room and not draw any attention to us same if you had like a narcissist um, or toxic relationship where they will they were constantly questioning you or bossing you around or controlling you or got extremely jealous or angry when you got any sort of attention even if it's just you know a friend giving you a call etc Of course, as a survival mechanism, again, your brain is going to latch on the belief and information that visibility is extremely unsafe, and thus it's going to be difficult to make yourself visible. So as a side note, I have had a few clients who were in those unfortunate situations where they had, you know, abusive relationships and they kind of completely lost themselves and their identity into 
this shadow of their soul in human being constantly walking on eggs uh, not like trying to never draw attention on them and being extremely scared of putting themselves out there especially showing their face or video content and while it took some EFT and some listening to specific recordings to rewire their subconscious mind I am really super happy and proud to say that the specific client I have in mind, you'll probably recognize yourself when you listen to this episode, is fucking slaying TikTok in the real game, uh, putting herself out there, doing, doing videos, doing camera, um, live content and content on camera, and it's going extremely well and the fear is gone. So you absolutely can do it. Number three is money blocks. So this is kind of obvious, but you know, Nothing is repeated enough until we can actually manifest what it is we want. So I've heard this super fun thing where someone was like kind of ironically and jokingly saying, when we say I know, like I know is one of the most detrimental, two of the most detrimental words that we can have as human beings and business owners. Like you've seen a concept, you've heard about it on YouTube or whatever, and you say, oh, I already know that. Well, my friend... This is going to be a tough love lesson that I also apply on myself. If you know, but you haven't manifested whatever it is you want, you don't know enough. You need to re-listen to it, re-hear it, reapply it. You can get away with saying, oh, I know, once you've actually achieved what it is you want to achieve. Um, so the pretty obvious money blocks, if we want to make more money, we need to get rid of money blocks. Money blocks are basically anything so any belief any blueprint any emotion or energy that is negative towards money so money doesn't grow on trees or even saying stuff like filthy rich has a negative connotation or believing that rich people are greedy greedy or only mean people get money or that money is not spiritual or that you'll have to sacrifice a lot in order to have money or that you cannot have it all, that you can have money but be miserable. All of these things are basically energy repelling money away because our mind's number one job is to keep us happy and sometimes it gets a bit confused. So it thinks that familiar means happy. So if you've heard your entire life that money makes people miserable, even if you really like money, if that subconscious belief is stronger, it is going to repel money away from you. So money blocks and abundance don't really go too well together, but it's all about baby steps or incremental steps. If I say right now, I am a millionaire or I am a billionaire or tens of thousands of dollars always find their way to me, It might trigger a reaction because it's so not believable um, in relation to where we are at right now that it might create the opposite effect of the positive it's supposed to bring. So it's all about climbing the scale of believability (laughs) inch by inch, step by step. So saying I am a billionaire or I am extremely abundant might be too much of a step forward. So what are we going to do? We can say... I trust myself to attract one client or I deserve to increase my rates from, I don't know, $800 to $950. So whatever it is for you that feels one or two steps ahead 
start entertaining and thinking and repeating those affirmations or beliefs that are believable enough that you can picture yourself achieving that in the future that there are still a few steps ahead of where you are right now but not so much ahead that it's completely unbelievable another thing we need to overcome is receiving blocks so many people who are not making money say well i don't have money blocks like i don't i feel great about money i believe that i can help my family and myself and create the life i want and do good on this planet so i just don't really have any funky energy with money so why am i not getting money excellent question my friends and the answer might lie into the fact that you actually don't have a money problem you have a receiving problem Uh, This was a big aha moment for me about two years ago where I had done quite a few hypnosis sessions on money and while I was finding a few things, it didn't feel like something big enough to be holding me back that much. So I was like, this is weird, there must be more to the story and I got a hypnosis session with a friend who actually said, hey, I don't think you have a problem with money, you have a problem with receiving and all of the light bulbs went off in my mind because it was such yeah such a huge pivotal moment in my life and business so to give you an example i used to feel uncomfortable when my very good friends would offer to come and pick me up at my house so part of me was like oh i don't want to be a burden i don't want to be an inconvenience i can just take the bus or walk or meet them somewhere closer to their home so even receiving like something as basic as a car ride made me feel worried or anxious that I was taking too much or that they would feel that I was annoying or a bit of a burden. So from that perspective, receiving compliments was weird. Um, I would always say, you know, on Christmas, oh, I don't want anything, it's fine, you know, I don't I don't want to put any burden on my parents to spend money on me, um, I'm very happy as I am, we can just have like a nice dinner together. All of those things were basically saying that I don't feel comfortable with receiving, it's just so unfamiliar, and this is very common in therapists and coaches who tend to be over-givers and under-receivers, so ask yourself this question. Do you feel uncomfortable when receiving money, gifts, compliments, support, attention? It can be non-monetary things like a friend offering to watch um, your kids while you treat yourself to, I don't know, like nails or a hair appointment or just go out and have a coffee by the lake or in the park. Do you feel uncomfortable? Do you think you're burdening burdening other people, but on the flip side, you're always the first one to help everyone else to like move things around or make plans so you can help other people or giving them money, attention, support, gifts, compliments, but when it comes to receiving them, you feel very awkward. If so, you might have a receiving block where you're just not receiving, not because you have shitty money stories in your mind, but because receiving is so unfamiliar that you're basically not really tuned into that frequency, that you don't believe that you deserve to receive or you are afraid that if you receive, people will have leverage over you and can boss you around or control you. So you'd rather have no strings attached and not receive. Or maybe you feel that you're taking away from other people if you are receiving, so you would rather give. Ask yourselves these 
ask yourself these questions and I'm sure that many of you will resonate with this as if you are a therapist or a coach it's pretty likely that you feel more comfortable giving than receiving. Aspect number five we need to overcome is feeling overly responsible for your client's results. Um, You are not your client's babysitter, you are your client's service provider or coach or mentor or therapist and it is not your job to heal them or making them or make them feel better or kind of guarantee that they get what they want. Now, we need to see this as give and take, as balance, as the universe is always about balance. You are meeting them halfway, which means that they are meeting you halfway. And a useful thing to remember is that an ideal client is resourceful meaning that you don't answer texts on the weekends as you have healthy boundaries, am I right? So they can go on YouTube or read a book or figure stuff out on their own without needing you. They are respectful, so they respect your time, they respect you know whatever feedback you give them, they respect your boundaries, uh, they respect your rates, so they can afford you, they don't try to negotiate and bargain, etc., etc., That is an ideal client. And an ideal client is someone who knows that only themselves can get the results they want and you're here to support them or to help them identify things they aren't seeing or not understanding or giving them tools, resources and knowledge to move forward better than they would on their own. But in no situation or in no case if that's even like something you can say in English, in no, yeah, I don't have the word I want to say right now. Um, Is it your role or job to give them what they want? Because everyone has free will and we need to understand at a fundamental level that you cannot do the client's job for them. They need to be invested in the process, they need to be responsible, resourceful, respectful, and they need to contribute to the process if they want to see results. So feeling overly responsible for your client's results is something that is pretty likely to happen if you as a child had the unfortunate role of parenting your parents or providing emotional support or taking care of your siblings or if you were given way too much responsibility at a young age and now it's just familiar for you to feel responsible for other people's happiness or well-being or you know finances etc doing that with your clients is going to be a deep deep rabbit hole because first of all it's going to make you undercharge it's very difficult to charge appropriately when we are so scared that people are not going to get results because the voice in our head says what if you know linda pays me four thousand dollars for her one-on-one program and at the end of the three or six months she doesn't get what she wants and she will have paid me four grand to not get what she wants so that is highway to undercharge or it is highway to client repelling because subconsciously we are so afraid that the client is not getting what they want or that they will turn against us or talk shit about us or demand a refund or get mad. And by the way, if they get angry, that might regress you to all of the times your parents got angry at you or your ex got angry at you, etc. Or your current toxic partner, God forbid, I hope not. Um, So it's going to be a client-repelling energy. And I have seen this 
to to extents that are insane in some of my clients where they would literally repel clients like people were interested and it never turned out to become an actual client because they were so paralyzed by fear that the client would not get results and turn against them or be sad and they would feel awful about it that they were just repelling clients so then one of the things that we tend to do is lower the prices because we think well if they only pay 300 instead of 900 at least if they don't get results they won't feel as bad but then you are undervaluing yourself so you're going to make yourself feel like shit because you're undercharging uh, economically it just doesn't work so you're not going to make a good living for yourself and you're going to attract pain in the ass clients who are always hunting for a bargain clients who go for the lowest rates or lowest prices when it comes to a service provider or therapist or coach are usually the most difficult clients so now here you are undercharging not making the money you want to make still feeling responsible for your client's results probably working and giving them too much time because you don't have boundaries and you have a fucking client from hell demanding everything and doing nothing so exactly what we don't want so you're not responsible for your client's results you're not your client's babysitter um, they are a, an adult with free will. They decide to invest in your program at whatever price point it is, or your service, or your course, or whatever you're selling. And they can take responsi responsibility for that decision like the grown-up adult that they are. Moving on. And I have a full episode about this, by the way. If you go back, um, I can't remember when I recorded it, though. I think it was quite a while ago. And last but not least of the mindset aspect we need to um, ditch is the belief that people can't afford you or that it's not okay to charge amount X. There, there are always people out there who can afford you at whatever price point you put yourself out there. So there are masterminds that are 2000s, masterminds that are 20,000, masterminds that are 200,000 and mastermind that are millions and millions, right? Uh, and it all depends on the ideal client. So your high ticket client or your high ticket price is someone else's low ticket price. There are always people out there who are willing to invest and pay whatever it is to whatever you want to charge. And can many people afford high ticket offers? Maybe not. Maybe it's only 1% or a tenth of a percent of people who can. But out of the billions of people on this planet, this is still more than enough. And fun fact, a while ago, I was like scrolling on Facebook in one of these entrepreneurial groups and someone posted this question like as a thread and they asked, what is the highest amount you've invested in a coaching program? And the answers ranged between... Four to fifty thousand dollars, so four thousand dollars to fifty five zero thousand dollars, and the people who were commenting these figures said, "Oh, I once paid like fifty grand to be in this program, best investment I have ever made." And like everyone was saying, "Best investment I've ever made, best decision I have ever made," because they got massive value out of it, and because when you pay twenty thousand for a program. 
you are damn well motivated to make your money back, which means that your investment, your personal investment, as in the effort and energy you put into that, is so high that it actually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and you get the results you want. So people can absolutely afford you. It is absolutely okay to charge whatever amount you want to charge. You're not forcing anyone to buy your program. You're not the only person on this planet selling whatever it is you're selling. So if someone doesn't want to or can't afford you, they can just go to someone else. It is literally as simple as that. It is not your responsibility to make your program affordable for everyone. It's people's responsibility to become resourceful enough to be able to afford your program. And if they can't, well, there are unlimited free resources out there, manifestation meditations, uh, how to, you know, get more money, how to get clients, like literally unlimited free resources out there that can get them to a point where they're generating enough to then afford you. It is not your responsibility, I'm going to say this again, to make your stuff available for everyone. Just like Aston Martin has a car that is not affordable for everyone. So if you really want an Aston Martin, you find a way to make it happen, or you just accept that an Aston Martin is not really a possibility right now or yet, you go for something else until you get to a point where you can get yourself an Aston Martin. Pretty simple when you think about it, right? You are not here to save the world. It is not your responsibility to save everyone. And if someone tries to guilt trip you, saying something like, but people are not getting the help they need because they can't afford you, which is a very manipulative thing to say. Just remember, in every or most countries, not every single country, that is a bit of a bold statement, but in most countries, if they need help, they need therapy, if they need, you know, whatever it is they need, there are like NGOs or non, yeah, non-profit organizations or even therapists who do some sessions for free, who give scholarships, who have product, product, products or services or opportunities out there for these people. It already exists, so if these people really want the help, they can find a way to get the help. And remember, you need to put your oxygen mask first. So if you want to charge amount X, which is not affordable for everyone, but gives you the financial freedom you want, remember that the more money you make, the more resources you have to then create resources that can help people for free or for a very low amount. So if you want to create a membership, for example, that is only 20 or $50 a month, let's say that, or even $10 a month, who cares? It's going to be very difficult if you start right off the bat with a membership to make money and be abundant. But if you put yourself first and sell, you know, your program for, let's say, three or four thousand or ten or fifteen, it really doesn't matter. Now you're making ten or fifteen or fifty thousand dollars a month, which is fantastico. And now you have the bandwidth and resources to hire team members to start a membership that can then tend to the needs of many people for a very affordable rate. But you need to get to a point where, as an airplane, you are flying to then be able 
to help more people. I love the airplane analogy. Can you bring people from point A to point B if you can't even take off? If you're taxiing on the taxiway but can't get enough momentum to actually take off and fly to your destination? No, you can't. But once you're cruising around at 30,000 feet, now you can actually help more people for, you know, whatever investment point floats your boat or their boat. But you can't get there if you constantly weigh yourself down with limiting beliefs or trying to save everyone and everything and actually never get to take off. So obviously this is an analogy for your business. Now... We are done with the things you need to overcome in order to make bank and we're going to talk about a few more aspects that tend to come up a lot when we have a business. One of it is wishing that the fear and doubt is going to go away. I'm sad to tell you that the fear and doubt never really go away. As we are growing our business and growing as human beings in general and manifesting experiences in our lives that allow us to grow, um, we will always have fears and doubts and we are constantly stepping into the unknown. And stepping into the unknown is what truly allows you to grow, right? And the unknown is uncomfortable. The unknown is full of doubt and sometimes fear. So it's not about getting rid of the fear and doubt, it's more about our ability to deal with those emotions, to become familiar and accustomed to the fact that it's often or always going to be in a corner of our mind and have practices throughout the day or some sort of routine, whether that's meditation or yoga or going for a walk or intentionally no spending time with your pet or a family member where you can ground yourself and remember that you are safe. Just the affirmation, I am safe, with taking a very uh, deep breath in and out and breathing out uh, for longer than breathing in is automatically going to calm down your nervous system. Aspect number two is you don't need to have totally healed whatever needs to be healed to get what we to get what you want, which is great news because I don't actually think that any of us completely heals before we go back to the light. Um, it's all about working on your inner stuff, but also taking action, uh, realizing that we will never get to a point where we are completely limiting belief or fear free. So waiting until we get there is pointless. Waiting until we feel ready, waiting until we feel that nothing is holding us back is just not going to happen because one of the ways we overcome the fear and overcome a limiting belief is actually by taking action and proving to ourselves that it's all going to be okay and that actually that thing that seemed really scary or impossible was indeed not as bad or completely possible. So overly focusing on perceived blocks and always trying to find a new block or working on a new energetic disruption is actually focusing all on our, all of our energy on limiting beliefs and what we don't want to have or what we feel that is still holding us back rather than focusing our energy on what we do want or what we believe we can have. So it's all about balance. On one side 
taking responsibility for our limiting beliefs or taking responsibility that if we're not getting the results we want, it's probably because we are getting into our own way where we have beliefs or emotions that are not serving us but at the, and working on them and at the same time taking action towards our, our goal with kind of the affirmation or belief, I can still manifest what I want while being a work in progress. The easiest way to change a limiting belief is to take action that is opposed to that limiting belief. So we can imagine that each time you engage in fear fear or doubt or anxiety about something, like, I don't know, uh, if it is you want to attract 10 clients a month and your limiting belief is that no one can afford you, um, each time we have anxiety or fear or doubt about people not being able to afford us or we second doubt our prices or we give discounts, we are feeding the belief that no one can afford us. Whereas when we are taking action and pitching our program or developing an offer we absolutely love and believe in and putting it out there and refuse to settle for less and decrease the price because we know that some people out there will and can and want to afford it, we actually feed energy into the new belief which is there are people out there who can afford this. So on a daily basis, it's all about making decisions that are going to feed, literally feed, the belief you want rather than the belief you don't want. And what you don't use, you lose. So eventually, as you don't entertain any thoughts or emotions or don't feed the old belief, it will just kind of dissipate and go away. Now, action is what gets us results. Uh, it would be great if we could just sit in our couch and do nothing and visualize and get stuff, but that's not the way it works. Taking action is what gets you results. So take action, even if it's scary. You're um, being uncomfortable or out of your comfort zone is the new familiar. Now, as a side note, if taking action is so scary that it makes you feel paralyzed or it, it is making you massively procrastinate, it is probably because there is an underlying fear that needs to be dealt with or resolved or heal and in that specific case do the inner do the inner work as a priority as opposed to if you still have fear or doubt or sometimes anxiety but you can still you know function normally and kind of mind mind over matter it take action willpower yourself to do it without it pumping too much of your energy that's what you want to be doing you also need to understand that sometimes stuff doesn't go as planned, unfortunately. And when it does, so when despite your best efforts, you've been working on yourself, identifying limiting beliefs, maybe you have a coach, maybe you invested in a program, you are taking consistent action and still not working for some obscure reason. Sometimes we just need to understand that and accept that the universe has a greater plan. The universe from up there can kind of see everything. It can see our future, it can see our past, it can see our life path and opportunities out there. And sometimes for reasons we can't understand, uh, things are just not going to go as planned because something better is waiting for us or because there's still a lesson that we need to incorporate or learn or digest before we can leap to that next level. 
Now, one of the most damaging things you can do and that I have certainly done and it kind of made me go into this very dark place for many, many months is blame yourself. So if you're taking action, you're taking responsibility for your limiting beliefs, you're doing the inner work, the outer work, you know, still spending your time, your days having, focusing on joy and fulfillment and you're basically doing all of the right things and it's still not working, please, please, I beg you, don't say something's wrong with me, what am I doing wrong, it's my fault, I should be more resourceful, I should have figured this out, uh, I'm not good enough, or I'm doing this wrong, or what I want is not available to me. Because this narrative is what is going to weigh you down more than anything else. It's what is going to affect your confidence, what is going to affect your ability to take action in the future, it's going to make you doubt anything and everything you have done in the past are doing right now and want to do in your future. It can even make you doubt if you actually like doing what you know you like doing the most. I got to a point where I was so caught up into beating myself up for not figuring out a way to manifest what I want. I was like, I'm a mindset coach. It's just not acceptable that I am still stuck, that what I want is not coming to me, like I'm a complete fraud, how can I even coach my clients if I, I can't get out of my own way? So I basically t took it extremely personally, thought it was my fault, when in fact, looking back now, it was the universe saying, no, you need to learn a lesson that is unrelated to your business, unrelated in the fact of it was something to do with relationships with people outside of my business, but those relationships actually affected my business, right? So the universe said, as long as you don't learn your lesson with these people, we're just not going to make the business work the way you want it to work. Because if the business is working the way you want it to work, and if you're making the money you want to make, you are kind of like brushing this thing, this relationship with these people under the carpet uh, and not dealing with it. But at some point or another, if you don't deal with that, is this really going to affect you significantly in your entire life? So that's what the universe would have said. So it basically interfered with my business. So I was forced to look around me at things that still needed to be healed or dealt with as a priority before the business could pick up momentum again. So just accept that sometimes there's something we need to learn and we don't really understand what it is or why we need to learn that immediately, but we still need to learn those things. Don't make it mean anything about you or your ability to be successful. Don't make it question and doubt yourself. Just accept that it's a rough phase, that there's something that you need to learn and that it doesn't say anything or mean anything about you or your future or how you can manifest what you want in the future. And last but not least, very important aspect, your vibe doesn't need to be sky high. So this can seem or come across as a bit of a contradiction because we get bombarded with content in the law of attraction world and the manifestation world that we need to embody the energy of what it is we want in our future in order to be able to attract that. And yes, that's true, right? Completely agree with that. But that can turn into a vicious circle when we feel that we are not really vibing with the vibe we want to be vibing with. And we start beating ourselves up or worrying that our vibe is not high enough and that is actually 
what takes our vibe down. Manifestation is not about being in a perfect state of gratitude 24-7. Manifestation is about lack of resistance. It's as simple as that. When you can embrace or embody the ask, believe, receive, three words but super useful, energy, that's when you manifest. And an analogy for that is imagining that you are at a restaurant, you take the menu, you pick what you want, which is the same you would do with manifesting anything, then you place your order to the waiter, you ask the waiter to bring you, you know, a Greek salad or whatever, pizza, you forget about it because you know it's coming and then your food arrives on your table. Super simple. We don't stress and worry that the waiter made a mistake or that the cook didn't understand or that our pizza got lost somewhere or that we're not good enough to get a Greek salad and that everyone else in the restaurant can get it but we can't or our mom was right when we said we would never amount to anything so now I can't have my pizza. No. We ask, we forget about it, ask, believe, receive, right? We ask for the pizza, we believe uh, at an intimate level, at a deep level, without even have, having to question it, that the food is getting prepared and coming, and then we receive it. So that's what you need to be doing in your business. I manifested crazy shit while my vibe was down in the dumps. So I manifested a dream job dream part job at university while I was severely depressed and had no energy. I was sleeping a lot. I manifested stuff like plants, money on the floor. I manifested a virtual assistant. I was like, oh my god, I can't be bothered. It was after my cat died and I was like, I can't be bothered to like go through a hiring process or put a like a Facebook post out there because like a gazillion people are going to message me and it's going to be a hassle. It would be perfect if someone could just send me a cold message in Facebook Messenger saying, hey, I'm a virtual assistant, I want to work with you, here are my rates, blah blah. Two weeks later, I, man I manifest a virtual assistant that way. And I wasn't thinking about it. I was like, oh, I just don't want to go through the hiring process. I'll do it later. I can't be bothered. I don't like to do stuff like that. I'll just do it later. And still, you know, thought once or twice would be so great if someone could just pop up in my messenger. I didn't even visualize it. I didn't feel gratitude for finding the perfect assistant. I just forgot about it and received it. So remember, lack of resistance, ask, believe, receive is what gets your manifestation towards you. Your body is doing millions of things at every second of the day. It's your cells are regenerating, your nails are growing, your hair is growing, it's digesting food, it's sending oxygen to your muscles. All of that automatically without you doing anything, whether you are in a good mood, in a bad mood, grumpy, grateful, high vibe, low vibe. Nature and your body is doing what it is supposed to do to for you to be healthy and for you, you know, for your cells to repair and regenerate and for all of these bodily functions to happen. The universe works in the same way. And it doesn't work that way when we start to get overly caught up into it. Other example is I have a friend who has vitiligo, so it's a skin condition, where she has like discoloration on some spot on her hands, on her knees, and on her feet. And the more she got obsessed with it and tried every cure, every remedy, and everything out there, all of the specialists, 
specialists to get rid of her, I don't know how you pronounce it in English, vitiligo we say in French, uh, the worst it got. And at some point she was like, I give up, it's fine, I'll just live with my spots, I accept them. And that's when it went away, because there was no resistance and no angst and worry and anger against it anymore. So this is it for today, my lovely listeners. I hope that this was helpful um, for you. And if you have any questions or any comments, you know that I love to hear your feedback. So don't hesitate to send me a message. So I hope you have a stellar day. Um, Keep doing what you're doing. People out there need your product or service or gifts. Um, and you deserve to get all of the abundance you want. So that would be our concluding words for today. Have a lovely day. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you. The Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance in clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had. And all you have to do is go to inaspadar.ch slash abundance recording in one word. And of course, all of this is in the show notes. So see you next time on the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast.